Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Put Your Mind at Ease, where we are taking the first steps towards finding peace of mind. I'm your host, Jennifer Dietman. Um, So I put a poll up this week, and you guys had picked imposter syndrome, which I think is a great topic to kind of start off with. Um, I know that I definitely have been feeling it the past couple weeks, and I know that I'm going to be feeling it within the next couple weeks, Um, but I think that this is always a good topic to kind of talk about because I feel like a lot of people feel it, um, and it just bringing kind of like awareness to it and maybe also kind of like things that you can look for or like ways to cope with it, kind of things like that. Um, So... For those who may not know, imposter syndrome is an internal psychological experience of feeling like a phony in some area of your life, despite any type of success that you've had in that achieved area. Um, So what that kind of means is, you know, you are at work and they give you a new project and, you know, they give you it because they know that you can handle it. And so basically the way that the cycle will go is, you know, you'll get a new project, you will have anxiety about starting it, which can either send you into procrastination or being like overprepared. Um, those are other two that kind of fall under imposter syndrome with that anxiety. Um, moving into that, once you have, you know, gone through, maybe you've hit some bumps, but you completed the project, you feel relief and you feel like an achievement and success has come in. You're feeling on top of the world. But then this realization in a sense comes in of like, oh my God, like what if what I did isn't good enough or what if they don't like it or what if they think that there's somebody else that could have done it better? You start to have these like self-doubts, which then increases your anxiety. It can increase your depression. It really can affect the way that you not only then look at future projects, um, but the way that you look at yourself and kind of the pressure that you put on yourself, which as human beings, we are our own worst critics and we do put enough pressure on ourselves. So this kind of adds on to that. Um, you know, again, you're experiencing that self-doubt. Um, you may get like restlessness, nervousness. Um, And again, it's not technically a diagnosable mental illness, but this is something that a lot of people do kind of struggle with um, in some areas of their life. And it can be, it can vary. It can also vary between um, friends, family, work. Like you can kind of feel like maybe they're looking at me differently. Maybe they look at me this way when they actually look at you this way. Again, it's kind of like being like a fraud or that's the feeling that it gets. Um, it can be linked to like perfectionism. Um, so we're going to kind of go in and also go through the different types of imposter syndrome. Now, when I first kind of started school. I didn't even know what imposter syndrome really was like when I started undergrad. And then once I really got more into it, I had learned how many different types of imposter syndrome that there actually is. And to me, I was like, oh my God, like this kind of makes sense. And it helps me to better understand maybe where I am, everything like that. So the first one is the perfectionist. Um, This type of imposter syndrome involves believing that, um, you were absolutely perfect. Um, you like basically weren't like you could have done better. Um, 
you feel like an imposter because you're like perfectionist like traits like make you believe that you're not as good as others might think you are. So basically it's like you think that you do something well and then all of a sudden it's just like, well, somebody else could have done it better. Um, So that's the first one. The next one is the expert. Um, The expert feels like an imposter because they don't really like know everything. Um, Like there is to know about a particular subject or a topic or they haven't mastered every single step during like the process. Um, They are – Like, they know that there might be more learning. They don't feel like they have reached, like, the rank of being, like, an expert. So it's kind of like, you know, you do have this knowledge and you know that you can put it to use. But when somebody comes to you, it's like, okay, well, do I actually know this? And I think a good example of that, too, would be for myself, I have been experiencing this with working with clients I sit there and I will say like I have I feel like I have imposter syndrome right now because like I don't know what my next step is with them. I'm not really sure what route is best for them. Maybe I don't know if I should go this way or go that way and I get in my head about it and I feel like I'm not an expert on the things that I'm talking about or being able to pick out if there's anxiety or depression in there. But the thing is, is I know that I can do that stuff and I know how to do that stuff. But again, I sit there and feel like I I know that I still have so much to learn. And it's just the fact that I feel like I'm not an expert at it. Um, so that's the second one. The third one is the natural genius. Um, this imposter syndrome type, um, you'll feel like a fraud simply because you don't believe that you are naturally intelligent, intelligent or competent. Um, so if you don't get something right the first time around, it takes you longer or it's like master a skill, you feel like you're an imposter. Um, so something that may come naturally for somebody else, like somebody else is good at math. I'm not good at math. Why am I not good at math? Like you start to kind of get that self-doubt of like, I'm stupid. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to figure this out. Um, and you feel like, well, I just, I can't do it. And you may also give up in that moment in time. Um, the next would be the soulist, which is, um, basically you feel like an imposter. Um, if you had to ask for help or reach out for a certain level or status, um, like basically since you couldn't get there on your own. So you're asking, like competent questions, but it's also kind of more so for like reassurance in your sense. But the way that you look at it would be the fact of like, well, because I asked for help, like I'm unable to reach this level or the way that I need help, I feel like I'm not going to reach a certain level. Um, So that is the fourth one. And then the fifth one is the super person. Um, This type of imposter syndrome involves believing that you must be the hardest worker, reach the highest levels of achievement. um, And if you don't, then you're a fraud. So basically you put all of the weight of the world on you. You need to be the best in the business. You need to be the best friend. You need to be the best family member. Like it goes more deeper than just work. And And all of this can be kind of like the same thing. It can fall within different various parts of your life. Like it doesn't just come from work. Even though that tends to be the most popular one, there can be other times where imposter syndrome can sneak up. 
Um, so now kind of going into some of the characteristics of imposter syndrome, um, it's an inability to realistically assess your competence and your skills, attributing your excess to external factors, um, berating your performance, fear that you won't live up to expectations, um, sabotaging your own success, self-doubt, um, setting very challenging goals and feeling disappointed when you fall short. I feel like that's another big one. And that's something that I have talked a lot about with my clients um, when we discuss goals is setting a goal and having a big goal. There's nothing wrong with that. But to get to that big goal, you do not want to take all 20 steps because that once you get to a point where you hit a bump or you really don't know where to go or what's going on, whatever the situation may be, whatever the goal may be, you can be disappointed and you may fall short. Taking those little steps where you're taking one to two steps forward at a time, whether that be just you're trying to get organized and instead of like trying to organize your entire house and everything else, you get a whiteboard and you start writing your stuff down for the week. That is a one to two step forward towards your big goal because that's starting something because you're trying to get used to, okay, I need to write this down every single week. I need to get kind of used to this. Once you get used to that, you can move on to something else. Um, because again, you taking those little steps, you when you come upon a instance where you meet a bump or you fall short or you get disappointed, it's going to be a little bit less than it would be if you are trying to take 10 steps forward all at once. Um, So the impact of imposter syndrome, um, for some people, um, imposter syndrome can kind of fuel motivation. um, But this normally comes at a cost of having that constant anxiety. Um, And then if anxiety worsens, it can also lead to depression because You are constantly berating yourself. You are constantly self-doubting yourself. You sabotage your own process because you feel like you just don't know what you're doing when that actually is not the case. Um, This can also up the social anxiety for people because, again, it's you're going out with friends and you've never met these people before and you think that it goes great and then you go home and you're like, well, wait, why did I say this? Why did I do this? Oh my God, they're going to think I'm this. They're going to think that maybe I'm fake or I'm a fraud or they're not going to like me. They're going to hate me. Like, why would I say that? And it starts to really play over and over and over and over in your head. Um, So kind of ways to see the signs of it is like, do you basically attribute you your success to luck or outside factors? Like it's not that you actually put in the hard work that that is why you have succeeded. Like, no, you look at it and you're like, well, it was just luck or no, it's because everybody else helped me. Like it's not, it's not coming from me when actually it most likely is coming from you. You did the work. You did the project. You finished the project. Whatever it may be, that is your success that you need to take in. It's not just luck. It's not just outside factors. Um, 
do you kind of get sensitive to constructive criticism? That can be another one um, because then again, you take that criticism when they are giving you it just to help make you a better person, a better worker, whatever field you may be in. And you kind of take that and you look at it like, well, they think I'm incompetent or they think that I can't do this. Like they think that everybody else is better when that's not the case. Um, do you feel like that phony? That's another one of, again, falling with work. Um, so there are definitely different types of causes of imposter syndrome. Um, it can be family upbringing. It can be a new work or school opportunities. Um, so personality-wise, um, low self-efficient So like basically refers to your ability to succeed in any given situation. So that's kind of, again, going to that low self-esteem in a sense and bringing it to the front line of like, well, I can't do this stuff without having help. And since I need help, then that means that I'm incompetent and I can't do this. That is not the case. Um, Perfectionism, again, plays a significant role in imposter syndrome. Um, you might think that there is some type of perfect conversation that you need to have, the right words that you need to say. Again, that's when you go out, you meet your friends, new friends, and you're like, oh yeah, it went really well. Then you get home and you're like, well, why did I say that? Well, why did I do this? And you are constantly like looking for, oh, I should have said this instead because that's the right thing to say. That's the perfect thing to say. That's the right way to say that. Um, And again, that social anxiety comes in because you then start to really feel like you can't be around others. You feel like you are going to say something wrong. You're going to do something wrong. They're going to look at you and hate you. And that's not the case. Um, But again, that anxiety starts to kick up. It can then kick into social anxiety. And then All of that also can lead to the depression because you are so anxious and you're constantly feeling that. And that also sends your body into a type of shock to where then you can start really getting down on yourself with that negative self-talk, which can bring in the depression and the sadness. Um, So being able to cope with imposter syndrome, share your feelings. Even if you think that they are the most irrational beliefs, they keeping it in is not going to help. That is going to make this negative self-talk work. It's, I mean, it's going to make it worse. It's going to make you question everything. It's going to make you really just feel like you can't do anything. So being able to have people that you are comfortable with, you're able to talk to, you are able to open up to, I think is really well And is something that everybody needs no matter what. And you need those people that you can go to and say those irrational beliefs, even if they are the most like irrational thing that would ever happen, because those are the people that aren't going to judge you. And you want to be able to share that with them. Um, Taking those baby steps instead of take trying to take 10 steps all at once. Make those one to two little steps towards your big goal. And again, there's nothing wrong with having a big goal. Everybody has big goals. Everybody has big dreams. I think it's important to have those. But at the same time, again, taking those 20 steps forward or trying to take all of those 20 steps forward, I think becomes so overwhelming that again, if you hit a little bump or anything like that, what can happen is that you 
then will be disappointed in yourself. You will fall short and you'll be like, I can't do this. And you will end up giving up. Um, Being able to question your thoughts and really look at it and be like, okay, wait a second. Is this actually true or am I just psyching myself out? Am I using that negative self-talk? And I think one of the best things that I have also used with my clients and I feel like I'm going to make a episode about is um, when you do have negative thoughts, trying to question them, go against them, but also when they pop up to try and counteract it with positive thoughts. Because once you your brain gets so used to negative thoughts, it can it, that will happen more than positive thoughts will come in. And we obviously do not want that. We want you to be positive. We want you to be happy. We want you to be healthy. We want your mental state to be good. So having those negative thoughts can really damage that. So when you have those thoughts, bringing in those positive thoughts and also sitting there in question like, is this actually true or am I just making this up in my head because I have that imposter syndrome because I think I can't do this when I know that I can. Um, Stop comparing yourself to others. And I think that that is one of the big things is – Everybody compares themselves to somebody, whether it's a celebrity or a friend or a family member or whatever it is, a coworker. You look at people and you're like, wow, like, can I ever get to that point that they are at? Like, they they do so well at work. Am I ever going to be able to reach what they're doing? Am I ever going to be able to be that friend that everybody comes to? Like, stop comparing yourself to others. You literally are perfect. You are yourself and being yourself and your true self is the best thing that you can do for people. Um, And I think it's important just to be yourself because then again, even though you may have irrational beliefs and stuff like that, having those people that know you and know the real you is important because then they're able to help you and give you advice. Um, Basically, stop fighting your feelings. Don't fight the feelings um, of not belonging. Instead, kind of lean into them and accept them and acknowledge that they're there. But again, don't fall into that irrational beliefs of spiraling down that rabbit hole because that also goes back to questioning your thoughts. Like you can – You can see them and be like, okay, I'm accepting them. I'm letting them be here for a minute. But okay, I'm going to sit here and say, are they real? Is this exactly what is true? And most likely the answer is no. Um, Imposter syndrome literally comes in so many different forms. And it can really be hard to work through that. Um, Again, like I shared before, I am somebody that has really suffered with imposter syndrome since starting at my internship. I see the therapists, the clinicians that I'm working with, and they're amazing. And they've been doing this, though, for two years, three years, ten years. They've been doing it for so long. And I've only been doing it for nine months. Like, I will sit there and compare myself. I will have these irrational beliefs about myself. I will negative talk myself. I will sit there and say, I'm never going to be a good therapist. I'm never going to be able to give my clients what they need. And I think one of my biggest things is that I feel that I'm going to do more harm than good. When in reality is, and I've had this conversation a million times, I do know what I'm talking about. I went to school for this and now I am putting it to use 
And it's just the fact that I need to get out of my own head. I need to question those thoughts. I need to question those feelings. I need to really let myself feel them, but really sit there and say, is this actually true? Or am I literally just getting in my head and making myself feel like I can't do this? Um, Imposter syndrome can really take over and it can be really hard to work through all of that. And again, using these coping skills is not easy. It's not going to come easy, especially if this is something that you've been dealing with for a while and that things have been going through your head with. You have to, again, take those baby steps and start incorporating those things of questioning those feelings, questioning um, those thoughts, really getting into maybe writing it down, maybe journaling it, um, again, counteracting those negative thoughts with positive ones. And again, these are tools that are not going to instantly work and may even be ones that you may not use right away, but starting to incorporate them once a week, twice a week, and then doing three times a week, doing it every single time it happens, whatever the case may be, whatever the circumstance is that you would need to use them for, really start incorporating them. Take those one to two steps to work through that so that way when it comes up for you, it's not as intense. Those emotions aren't as big. The anxiety does not overtake. The social anxiety does not pull you down. The depression does not pull you down. These are important things that need to be added in, but again, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, And also realize that you are not alone. You are not the only person that feels imposter syndrome. Other people feel it all the time, and it is okay to feel that way, but we do not want you to go down that rabbit hole um, because you are competent. You know what you're doing. You, they would not give you these projects or this job offer or whatever it is if they didn't think that you could do it. And you need to believe in yourself too. That's one of the biggest things is you need to believe in yourself. And again, it's not going to happen overnight, but taking those little steps will definitely make a difference. Um, so that's a lot about imposter syndrome. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, I'm really glad that this topic was picked because, again, I feel like nowadays this is very present and it gets very hard to work through and a lot of people may not know how to work through it. So I hope that these can help. Um, I'm going to be posting some stuff on Instagram of maybe like little tips and tricks too that you can go ahead and use as well and start incorporating. I will be using some of the ones that I talked about on here. Um, But again, just be yourself. And just learn through the process. There's going to be ups and downs and you're going to mess up. And yeah, you know what? You're going to say something wrong and you're going to fuck up and it's okay. It doesn't mean that you are an imposter and it doesn't mean that you're not going to be a success. And just because you need help doesn't mean that you're not going to be a success. Literally, it takes freaking a village to build things. It takes a village to get through things. You need those support people. You need people's help to be able to get to the top and to be able to get to your dreams. There are some that you can do by yourself, but again, needing help, wanting help, asking for help does not mean that you're not going to make it. Um, So again, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that you will keep listening with me. I'm going to keep kind of doing some polls. I have a bunch of ideas. I've been writing them down and I'm so excited. Um, 
But thank you so much for listening. And this is Put Your Mind at Ease, and we will talk soon. Bye, guys.